Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Weekly Pass here on Radio Row, Media Row, Las Vegas, Super Bowl. And now we're joined by my good friend, <laughs> me and Tanya are here, Emmett Smith. Emmett, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you doing? It's early. Are you feeling good? I mean, you feel like you're kind of like looking sharp. It's Friday morning. We've been here all week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling good. I mean, I got some about five hours of sleep last night because <laughs> I was Longer up. Than me. I was up at 530 or 5 o'clock this morning. Wow. Because oh. I had to get ready. I got some stuff I had, stuff I had to do. So I was on the air this morning with Morning Joe. And I think that was about 6, 619 this morning. And so I did a little workout before I. I'm gonna say, I bet you worked out. Yeah, Good I did a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That probably makes you feel and better. That is yeah. the one thing I am missing is my regular workouts. Yeah, yeah. And it makes you tired if you don't work out. This right here, this routine will make you miss things. Yes. 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 Because like important things, yeah, like, like emails I'm missing and text messages that are like important. The simpler yeah, things, exactly. right? Yeah. yeah. Now, Emmett, you're here every year, and I got to start off with our Cowboys because I know how upset you were, just like I was after that loss. What I mean, when you see how well they do during the regular season. <laughs> Why can't they translate that into the playoffs? Like, what go, what happens? Because, I mean, you guys were able to do Like, what is it? Why is there the light off, the switch on and off? Here, here's, here, here's the situation. Uh, when you talk about the way we did it, the way we did it, we were always in a grinder, even in practice. And we went into games knowing that we had to be physical up front, meaning blocking and tackling on the defensive side as well as the offensive side. We had to be physical. We had to be dominant. And we had to be on the grind in a competitive spirit, even in practice. That's just the way it was. Our practices was just as hard, if not harder than some games. Pearson said the same they thing. They were harder than, harder than some games. So when we went in the game, we were already prepared to play at a level that's pretty high. But our Cowboys right now, if they're not prepared to play at that level, you're going to get the, the some good, the some bad, because they're going to beat you because they got enough talent, and they can do that. And then when you run up against a team like the 49ers and they come and hit you with that energy. Then it's a different ball game. And it's a different game. And when the Eagles come and hit you with that energy, that's uh-huh. a different game. When the Detroit bounce back at you. Mm-hmm. And they could have, they should have won the game, but they shot themselves in the foot. So you didn't win the game. So you think, you had, okay, we got we one. Yeah. But when you get in the playoff, you can't just summon that energy. You got to play with that level of intensity, that level of focus for the entire season. So when you need it, it's already there. You don't have to like, I need to bring this today. No, you bring that every day that, that and sense. you don't have to be, when you're ready, you don't have to get yeah. ready. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I always reflect back uh, the Dallas Cowboys this year. They're always so electric every year, year over year. But I reflect back to when the 49ers and Dallas, we had that rivalry back in mm-hmm. the 90s. It was intense. And it's the championship did, game was the Super Bowl. Every, <laughs> and and I, can, I remember I, yeah. I was with the 49ers for seven seasons. Almost every year, it was Dallas and Niners, and it could have gone either way. Right. It, it's it's just disappointing for the fans to see them let down through these playoffs these last few years. That's who I forward the most. I mean, forgetting my own feelings, I could. I mean, I'm thinking about the millions of people that that fall for the Okie Doke every year. This is our year to go to Super Bowl. This is our year. We got a great team. Blah, 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 blah. Our season every year, yeah. and it's like an illusional thing, and so it's not like being realistic with ourselves mm-hmm, and so when i'm looking at it i just see i see great players i hate to use the word great i see players that have the potential to become great players there we go but i don't see i don't see them taking ownership of what that really means mm-hmm. i mean i didn't have to worry about urban 
on, on, on Saturday or Sunday being prepared to play. I didn't have to worry about Troy. Sure, yeah. I didn't have to worry about my your, offensive your line. line. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we concentrated and focused on not making mistakes to beat ourselves. Mm-hmm. These guys continue to make the same daggone mistakes week in and week out. I don't care where you are on the offensive line, yeah. left tackle or right tackle. If you're making the same mistakes, you're not focusing. Yeah. And you're not working to get better because you're not eliminating out of your yeah. mistakes. Well, we need you to suit up. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, can't, I can't suit up. I can't suit up. Now, Cowboys defense, uh, Dan Quinn, do you think that the, he was their coach in, in certain games? Because you look at any team that was over 500, Emmett, and they seem to struggle. You know, the defense didn't seem to step up. But now here's Quinn going over to the co- commanders. I don't know. I, I was kind of shocked, first of all, they took that. Um, and then second of all, I was shocked how the defense never stepped up in a lot of these games, especially the pass rush and the secondary. Well, I thought Dan. I know you got to be careful because no, you're so no, close to organization. I, don't, I really don't have to be that careful. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Okay. They did this to themselves. Okay. I didn't do nothing but watch what I watched. Okay. I saw what I saw. Okay. The reality of the fact is, I thought Dan Quinn was right for the for the for our defense. Okay. I he was. Now, some of the key missing pieces there could have been the linebacker spot because you had a safety down in the box playing linebacker when the safety is not supposed to do that. That means we, our linebacker core was not. We didn't have enough backup. We didn't have enough guys to where we can stop the run. If I saw a safety in there playing linebacker on the offensive side, okay, yeah, there's that the whole yeah, yeah. change the pass <laughs> to a run game, and we need to go straight down. Yeah, yeah. But you know, Dan Quinn and our defense, they did solid, but it could have been better. Thank you. I was it like, been better. Could have been better. Uh, on that particular day when we got bounced by Green Bay, everything just absolutely sucked. Before we get to her, I got to ask you: When you're winning so many championships like you guys with the Dallas Cowboys, what motivates you to keep going and wanting to win more? Because the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes says he likes to play the chip on it, or he likes to more booing them. How did you guys rise to get to like? Oh, we've already won it. You know, are you I hungry want, enough? I want to be selfish. I want nobody else to win it. Okay. And if someone okay. else beat us to go win it. I'm mad. I'm hot. I may, I may be, I might go into a room and start crying. If I'm watching someone else in the NFC Championship, I, yeah. I feel this. Wow. There's several players that played that are Hall of Famers, just like yourself. The mindset, the passion, mm-hmm. is, and the chip on your different. shoulder. Yeah, always feel back yeah. then than it is now. But yeah. that's just what I observe. I think they're a little softer I, I now. I never play the game to likes. Yeah, I play yeah. the game to dominate. Right. <laughs> okay, let's, let's talk Herdura. about Herdura. Yes, you, and can I, I have this in the morning? No, you can have this tonight. <laughs> you can have this this today. Is fabulous. Look at this beautiful yeah. bottle. All right, tell us about it. I've been working with Tequila Hedador for over 10 years now. Um, started in 2010, uh, representing this company, and they have, I've learned so much about the tequila business by just being around with them with 22,000 acres of 100% of blue agave down, um, down in uh, Montatan area. 22,000 acres and watching them go through the fermentation process. This is one of the fun. You're really involved in this process then. Well, I learned a lot about because they had a process that I can go see. And I've taken a number of different folks down to the hacienda down in in uh, Montatan. And can we well, go? Well, <laughs> I'd love to go. Yeah, I, we, we can get y'all on there. We're gonna talk to the man over there. I, I love this. Let me let me ask you. And the bottle is beautiful. I, I love tequila. I, lo- I love tequila. Okay. Is it better sipping on its own, or is it better in a, as a mix? I like mine on ice. I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't know. Give me a big rock. Okay. Ah. Okay. And and I have to take either orange wedge in there. I like the double barrel reposado. That's that's the I right one to do it. When you do the reposado, get a little splash of Grand Marnier. Ah, that's a nice yeah. little Super Bowl cocktail. Did, did yeah. you have? Did you have a say in the flavors? Well, 
My barrel, yes. Okay. Yes. I oh, blend, your barrel. I, I got oh, a barrel. Oh, your barrel. Okay. Yeah, I got a brand out there that has MS22 on it. Oh. And, and that was the barrel that I blended together that they're bottling and selling as well. Fantastic. Yeah. Where can we buy this? Yeah, where can you get it? You can get this. Almost, it should be at your hotel okay. right now. I mean, you can get Total it. Wine, it's Total everywhere. wines okay. is everywhere. Perfect. It's everywhere. And I love Troy and Emmett, the beer and the tequila. Yeah, I'm going to lead a bit of him. <laughs> I'm, I'm a tequila fan. <laughs> thank you so much, Emmett. Emmett. We love so you. Much. I think some people think the quarterback is always the leader in the locker room, right? Now, you, well, you told me you were. You were more the leader in the locker huh. room. You were the one that got the guys going. Sometimes Troy would be a little rough on the guys. You tried to be more. Well, the- well Troy was, Troy was, Troy was the direction. Guys, and what I mean by that is guys, like we, we all, uh, you know, guys are going to listen to me. And that's why you'll hear them say, oh, Michael's the heart and soul. Heart and soul. Right. The heart and soul of a team. That means we go as I go. But <laughs> but I'm not going to be, when we talk about meetings at 9, I'm not coming at 8.55. Troy going to be there at 8.45. <laughs> what time are you going to be there? 9.02. Ah, he's going to make a 9.05. You know, that's sure. interesting. And you got to know your player. Jimmy Johnson, he knew a player, he knew me well enough to say, <laughs> hey, meetings tomorrow at 9 o'clock, 8.30 for you, Michael. Yeah. That means 8.30 for you. Get in here by 9. Now, by no, make, make, no, make no mistakes about it. Talking about heart and soul, I've heard you mention Devo Sam, Samuel as the that's heart my soul dude, of that man. 49er offense. I love that dude, man. What should we expect from him this Sunday? Listen, uh, I, 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 I'm telling you, if ever you ask who I just love watching, love watching him play, love his mentality, and wish I can transport a few of him in a cowboy uniform, it's Debo Samuel. Wow. It's uh, everything. You saw last week, too, when that team got down, who they started going to. It's because he's the spark. I keep telling people. He's not just going to get – you get the five yards, you get the eight yards on the run. That's great. But what happens is it's not just blessing your offense. Your defense is in. Oh, snap. Why? Did you see that? Dude got a bad shoulder, and he's looking dudes up to run them over. That's a mentality. No matter what, this game is a physical game. And every game's going to come down to physicality. Are you willing and can you withstand the physicality? And Debo is a physical dude. I just love him. I love it, man. And you love so, CD so, just as yeah, just as much. Yeah, I love CD. I love CD. But but Debo's a different player. He, he's a different player. CD has physical skill sets that I don't have. So does Debo. But Debo has the mentality that mm-hmm. I have. I just want to bust your ass, run you <laughs> over. I'm not just going to beat you. I'm trying to break you. You know what I mean? Debo has that mentality. Michael, you got to be honest with me. You know, the, the Club 88, all the guys you've wore the 88 number, and I know how you are. I mean, Michael likes to be in the limelight. He likes to, you know, do you really like that everyone's really? – you really think that – you really like that someone else took your number, Dez, and then and then CD. I mean, obviously you took Drew's number, but do you really like that they're not going to retire 88 as Irvin? Because what, I – What have we heard? No, be but, honest okay, with me, Michael. I am trying to be honest okay. with you. You can pick any joker up in a rafter anywhere. Any player up in, the, up in any rafter anywhere, and you tell me that you hear any, about anything about his name this year. Why am I waiting on my death to get my flowers? So you put it up in the rafters. Nobody even sees it. Nobody says anything. Oh, you think there's more conversation there now? There is no 
I don't think you know. That's why you're asking me the question <laughs> right now. What are you talking about? You yeah. ain't having this conversation. Okay, all right. You ain't right. asking me about yeah. anybody number. You ain't asking nobody about, hey, your number retired. What do you think about it? Nobody gives a damn what you think about it. It's retired. <laughs> when it's actively doing things, then we can bring it That's up. That's actually a so, great so, point. So okay, okay. Is, you want me to wait till I die, and I die, they say, oh, we lost Michael today. <laughs> Back to the game. That's all I get. That's all I get. This way, every Sunday when CD makes a play, they said, damn, that looked like Mike Irvin. Yeah, that's true. drops the pass, they said, Mike Irvin wouldn't have dropped that. You see, <laughs> I'm getting my flowers every Sunday either way. They asked me about him breaking the record, you know, most hundred yards, uh, uh, most yards in the season. I said, he's not breaking my records. He is raising the 88 brand. We're on group text, all of us. I know I want to be on that. Yeah. Why are you only on a group text for 88 Club? Because Post Malone's on that. He has nothing to do with 88. What? Post, post, when we win a Super Bowl, Post has promised to, to tattoo 88 on his head. Are you going to make this promise? We put you in the club. Yeah. Are you going to say because the Cowboys are going to win a Super Bowl? What you mean you going to say? That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> tattoo 88 right on the head of Post Malone. He is it. Post be doing some texting too. But but when we take we take CD about taking the number eighty eight the new levels we still talking about Drew Pearson yeah we ain't talking about all the great receivers who had jerseys retired we ain't nothing about you know you're right people would be talking about Drew much yeah nothing Drew back in Drew in the Hall of Fame right now what's up what as well Drew in the Hall of Fame because you stay alive. You stay alive. So, yeah, I'm telling you, I thought of this a long time ago. I think it's brilliant. I don't know why everybody don't do like me and go and say, y'all, get the damn jersey out of the rafter and put it on some player <laughs> so we can be talking about what's going on around here. Thanks, Michael. Thanks. All right. Appreciate All right. you. Wait, I didn't know you had these blue suede shoes on. Man, I got on everything. I'm always doing that. But tonight, we get out tonight. We'll have a drink tonight. I'll see you guys later. Okay. Thanks, Michael. And joining me, I'm so honored. It Safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Miles Killebrew. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm a little tired myself. We just got in from the Pro Bowl. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm getting acclimated to the West Coast. But we're here, and we're, you know, it's an exciting time. So let's talk Pro Bowl. Because sure. I did watch you, and I saw you yeah. catching all those footballs. Talk oh, about those goodness. games, those challenges. Is, is there a serious competitive edge at the Pro Bowl? Uh, yes. Yep. Yes. Contrary to popular belief, you know, we can't just turn off our competitive no. nature. So we want to compete in all of it. And I found out actually that day that I was going to be participating in that punt catch. And I, I got to tell you, I've never done that before in my life. You're kidding. I've never done that. I thought it was a typo. When I saw my name on the list, I was like, oh, surely they, they meant something else. Or maybe I'm supposed to be launching the balls to the guys. I didn't know what I was doing. But they said, yeah, not only are you doing this, um, but you're first. And so <laughs> that like, is okay. crazy. So maybe they're auditioning you because they ate you as a punt returner oh, as well. Yeah, I know. Is that something you're up for? Listen, I was just trying not to drop the balls that we started with. I was like, what am I doing? Uh, they explained what I was going to be doing. And right before I go out there, they're like, hey, by the way, no pressure. There's a there's a female TikToker who just got seven of these things the oh night before. So oh, no good pressure. Luck. You got no it. No pressure. The female <laughs> TikToker. Oh, you know that blew like, up on oh, social I media. Gotta at least catch at least one of these things. And I got to meet her. She was really she was really a pleasant person. But the whole experience was just hands down phenomenal. I mean, it was a great time. So here you are. I know you need to get your rest, your beauty sleep. <laughs> uh, so thanks.
right. being on there. And now we're, we've got Super Bowl week right yep. here in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. You have a little tie to Vegas. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm from here. I'm raised, raised Las Vegas. So, I mean, this is just beyond the scope of what I ever imagined would be in this city. I mean, I was here before we had any professional sports teams. And ten so, years ago. Was oh, my goodness. Ago? Yeah. I mean, my whole <laughs> life I was I grew up and I was just like, man. Like there's no one to really root for, you know, and um, and so now to see not only a professional sports team here, but now we're hosting Super Bowls. I mean, this is unreal. I'm super elated, super excited for the city and uh, just really all of the energy that 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 is coming in and people are seeing Las Vegas and they're like, wow, this is a beautiful place. And it's a place I've called home for so long. It's crazy. So I've been in Las Vegas to I I moved here to co-host Monday Night Football with ABC, the other the other network. But um and to see Vegas evolve, we we had we did have high end retail. Right. We had amazing gaming properties. Food was always great. We had no performing arts. Obviously, we didn't have a baseball team. Now we have a pro baseball team coming mm-hmm. here, and now football. So I agree with you. Yeah. The stamp on Las Vegas with professional sports is it's real. Yep, this is a hub. This is a place people want to come to, and this is a uh, this is a place that people are getting excited about, and it's you know. It's fun to see. What are your thoughts on your season as a team, as an individual? What are you looking forward to after the sure. offseason? I'll start with the team aspect. Um, it has been just such a great uh, – it was it was a really cool year of just developing and uh, our relationships in the locker room and the camaraderie was something that I, I haven't really seen a lot of in the league. And so we weren't having immediate success – um, you know, we had a lot of questions on offense. We had a lot of injuries on defense. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, of ups and downs throughout the entire year. Um, I always had confidence that we would be able to persevere through it because we have amazing leadership at the helm and mm-hmm. in, in coaching. And like I just mentioned, our individual relationships, collective relationships were so strong. And so I just knew that we were not going to um, falter. And so it was really exciting to see at the end of the year how we did have not just a winning season, but I mean, we were going into the playoffs. Absolutely. We had a chance at, at a chance at this thing. And and that was cool to see. And I expected it because, again, those two things, we have great leadership and we had great team camaraderie. Well, thank Miles. Oh, thank you course. so Thanks much for, for being me. here. Yeah, thank you. I hope you have an amazing off season. Thank you so much. Uh, and look forward to watching you next season. Oh, it's going to be fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks again. It's going quick, and we've got Jacob Durant. Stitch, I have been a fan for so long. So yes. when I got the e-blast that you were coming on, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so exciting. I mean, he's the best cut man of all the time. Best. I the mean, best. the legend. And, you know, I actually, I kind of want to go back. A little bit sad news. Carl Weathers, I know you were yeah, close with him. Um, talk about your time on the Creed movie and what he meant to you. Yeah, well, he just gave me chills as he oh. brought that up, right? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, he just gave me chills. <laughs> Just gave me chills, you know, when you brought that up. But yeah, of course, you know, he was an icon, you know, for the Rocky movie. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's 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 a heartfelt, you know, thing that he's gone. But I get to work with his son, Adonis, mm-hmm. and his legacy continues. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Yeah, and it, it's it's interesting. You have such you talk about a legend of face. This face, <laughs> when you yeah. see, I, I was so excited when he came in, and well, I everyone knows his face. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm so honored. I'm speechless. I got to be honest. Well, because so, we're big, we're big boxing fans. Yeah, so. big, well, that, that's good. But you know, the Rogers came by. Rod Woodson Car- thought you were yeah, Carlos, Carlos Santana. Santana. <laughs> I, I, I other How many people have said that to you? Uh, oh. I, I took a picture. See, I can see the difference, though. I, I don't think I, there's yeah, a yeah, difference yeah, yeah, as well. A little bit, but I, uh, 
more like Edward James Olmos. That's, oh, that's, that too. That's, I can that see that, almost, but still not the same. I can nah, still, if you know, you would know the difference, yeah, though. No, of course, but it's, uh, yeah, it happens. But yeah, Monday I was at the public workouts for the show we're doing uh, tomorrow, and this fan takes a picture, and then he said, man, I love your music. <laughs> wait, 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 who do you think I am? <laughs> so well, it, it happens. It's so interesting. We were just talking, and Vegas, such a small world. And you're here, know? in you live in Vegas. Yes. I love it. Okay. To follow my dreams. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And And how long have you been in Vegas? going on 29 years 29 wow. years what do you love most about the city uh, that is boxing it's the boxing capital of yeah. the world it's the only reason i came you know mm -hmm. i after the fights i'll go home you know i don't go when i came here i came to be disciplined no partying no drinking no gambling wow it's for boxing boxing only absolutely see so I Vegas. Think about every time yeah. i'm driving through the strip i i look at it and i think wow i'm here you know, and all your dreams came true. All my dreams are coming true. Yeah, coming you know, true. You saw more I, dreams I, you want to accomplish. I'm up, girl. I'm telling you, things have been happening. So what do you happened. what have you been working on lately? Well, you know, we're finishing up a documentary on my life. I wrote a couple of books from the fields to the garden. Mm -hmm. I grew up as a farm worker. Those are the fields, and the garden, of course, was my goal, um, which was Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. Well, now you're talking about this and that. April the 20th, they're filming a documentary on my life based on that. April the 28th will be our final day of filming. That's when I get inducted into the National Boxing Hall of Fame. Oh, congratulations. This is exciting. So, yeah. And yeah. when you go to the UFC office here, your photos are everywhere. They're framed. Well, they shouldn't be. Yeah, the, boxing, be. the, the yes. boxing Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a pleasure. So yeah. when when is the documentary anticipated well, to be well, I Well, our final filming will be the 28th okay. of April. Okay. And then from there, they have like, they, they, like, they have 30 hours of filming. They've already broken down. Yeah. But the finale will be uh, getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Wow. What now, a way to end the film, right? Now, Stitch, okay, I'm going to get a little controversial. See, I'm a boxing girl, and I even box. I spar. Like, I love it. I go to wild card, and, you know, I, you know wild yeah, card, sure, right? Sure. And I have a problem in the beginning of embracing UFC. I'll just be honest with you, because I was such a boxing girl, right? And now you're seeing, like, okay, HBO, gone. Yeah. I, that was how I grew up watching boxing. Right. Showtime, gone. So what is going on? What does boxing need to do to get the heavyweights back? What do they need to do to get it back and to compete with the UFC? That's a good question. You know, a lot of a lot of the boxing is going towards the social media events. Mm. The Jake Pauls. Yeah. Know, Logan Pauls, KSI. Yeah. Now you got, you know, Saudi Arabia's coming in. They're putting yes, money Dubai's doing in. a you lot, know, yeah. So they're, they're taking that route for economics. And and I can understand that the zone, you know, when the zone started, uh -huh. that was a good thing because they work on prescription. Mm -hmm. What better way to get people involved than to have these type of celebrity fights? Right. So that's where the sport is going. Yeah, you know, uh, that's where it's going. Are you a fan of mixed martial arts at all? Or well, Jesus Hart? I've done them all. Okay. You know, of course, but you know, you're talking about not a big fan. You know, Dana fired me for speaking out about the Reebok deal. I did an oh. interview uh, when uh, they took all the sponsors away from everybody and they went viral. And I did like 52 interviews in that week. And, and, that, that and they, was it, they yeah. let me go. And, you know, Dana ends up shitting the stick and saying stitch and i were never friends when they interviewed oh. him about uh about me coming back uh, on on fox network the first yeah time, ah, stitch will never be back and then he blows it and saying stitch and i were never friends <laughs> but that just gives you the platform yeah, right now yeah, gives you more pr till now especially dana world, people stop me sure. and thank me for that yeah. i was in in uh dubai and one of the royal young royals says hey man you know, a lot of respect for you and yeah. speaking up for the fighters. Yeah. For the fighters, you know. I love that. We were all making money. Fighters were making 50, 100,000 mm -hmm. a fight, and they took away with nothing, no consolation, going exclusive Reebok. And, you know, 
they lost a lot of money. I love right. it. Yeah. Stitch, yeah. you've been awesome. Jacob Durant, thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much. We gotta thank get you. some pictures. Daniel. We'll thank be you. back. Super Bowl. All right, here on the Weekly Pass in Las Vegas Super Bowl with our good friend Roddy Rod. And he was late. It's fine because he's a Hall of Famer and stuff, so it's fine. But, Rod, we don't want to just talk about X's and O's. We want to kind of, like, get to know you better. (laughs) Get to know me better. (laughs) We want to know the Well, you know, listen, listen. First of all, I'm here for a really good campaign. Oh, okay. Talk about that. the DEA. It's called the One Pill Can Kill campaign. Oh, this. So, it's, it's... We're looking at the deaths in the U.S. with not just kids, but across the board, across the board with drug poisoning. Oh, yeah. And 300 kids or 300 individuals die a day oh, last yes. year. And I'm with the with John from the DEA. And some of his stats are just mind-blowing where... Are you talking about like fentanyl and fentanyl, all the... Yeah. Fentanyl is the key because yeah. they're lacing everything with fentanyl. And I know. I don't know what's in it, yeah. And everything looks the same. Mm-hmm. But if you're buying on social media, it's not. What real. are you buying on social media? People so buy people, drugs on so social can, media. You can go, so like, That's say crazy. you go to your platform, Absolutely right? You crazy. go to, you go to TikTok, you go to, Inst- you know, IG, right? You go to, all, you go to X, you go to yeah. all of them and you can, things will pop up where you can buy painkillers or at least it looks like. Really? I don't get that on my but feed. It's, but it's, but you can block some of that stuff. And I don't know. Exactly wow. That's crazy. Kids are, or how these people are doing it. But that's one of the main things that we want to give out that let's make let's be smart let's make yeah. wise decisions let's talk to our kids earlier than educate than before yeah and educate our kids that hey listen just because you're saying that stuff on social media doesn't mean it's real doesn't yeah. mean it's going to be legit if you're not getting it from your licensed pharmacist or a licensed physician it's not real it's not real and you don't know what's in it and you don't you have no idea what's in it and from the ages of 14, 18 to 45 more drug poisonings and drug abuse people have died that's horrible and you're you're a grandpa you're a father so this is like it's, like it is it's, it's important for you it's to, yeah. when they gave me the numbers mm-hmm. and that's when i said wow. yeah i'm a part of it i'll wow. be a part of it good for that's you. good so this entire week you're scheduled to promote this cause no today is from 6 30 this morning until 2 30 this afternoon um we're talking about the cause awesome all right so grandkids He's Grandma a grandpa, Joseph. and I always like kind of freak out that you're a grandpa that's because crazy. you don't grandpa. look like yeah, yeah you're like a good, a good looking grandpa. I mean, <laughs> so, I, so I got a 13 year old who okay. lives with us, okay, and he's taller than me, okay, already. He wears a size 14 shoes, a little basketball player. Then we have a nine year old who lives with his mom in California, and then we have a two year old who lives here in Vegas. So we we enjoy our kids. We're like the 13 year old is kind of like our kid anyway. Yeah. Like we've raised him. Sure. Yes. is my daughter's son, but we raised right, him. Right. Of course. I'll let him call me dad. Oh, dad, not grandpa. No, call me dad. So, oh. so what kinds of activities in Las Vegas do you do with your grandkids? There's so well, much. He's, on the playing, strip? he's playing basketball uh-huh. all the time. No football. No, no football. He's all basketball. Long. Do you want him to play two sports? Cause that's the thing now is making sure nah, they play know, two sports. He, like you, you know, did track and he, football. If he wants to play football, I will let him. Yeah. But I'm not going to push him to say, hey, I sure. need you to play too. He loves basketball. Okay. He loves He knows Fantastic. all the basketball players. He knows old school basketball players. I remember. Oh, you told me about him. I mean, he, he loves basketball. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to force him to do something that maybe I did. Right. Uh, and, you know, I had success doing multiple sports. But if he wants to focus in on one, I'm letting him focus in on one. As long as he's a good person, good kid, yeah. good in school. 
I'm good with everything else. But is that hard? Because you're a coach as well. And don't you want to kind of sometimes like, like kick his ass? You know what I mean? I, I do <laughs> in basketball, but I'm not a, like, I know basketball, but I don't know it like I, like my buddies know it. Yeah. Like my, I had a buddy here the other day and we took him over to the gym. Yeah. And he was like, he texted me as soon as he left. He said, I need you to bring him to Fort Wayne on spring break. He said, because he's going to be a really good player. And I was like, do you want to go to Fort Wayne on spring break? And you gotta, you're going to work out twice a day, four days yeah. a week or four days in that week. And he's like, he said he wants to do it. So I'm like, so that. Okay, there. On his own, do, he wants to. Let yep. him do stuff like that and that growth that he can have is what you know, I'm here for. Him. Okay, so what's the what, what what's this? Because you I didn't have. It keeps. To, I had the goatee. I know you had the goatee. I like the goatee, but now this is just this. And then I cut this. But this was longer just oh, recently. It was longer. I, I was going to braid it. But it's done. No, Rod. But I was like, I'm trying I'm, to think I, of that artist. But then when, when I did it and I turned around and my wife said, oh, I like that. Right. She likes the beard. She likes this. She likes this oh. better than the goatee. So really? I, guess, I, I like the goatee. Well, I don't know if it was, you know, if she looked at me and said, oh, you look different. I, now I'm a different. I'm <laughs> with a different guy. Maybe <laughs> it's like dress up. Right. Yeah, so I don't know what I, I don't know. Because you, I have a bunch of goats, you know, real goats. Right. You know, you're a goat. Right. You know, and now you look like one of my goats. <laughs> <laughs> it was longer, but the last two days I did cut it, and I was like, you know, what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to grow it out because I was gonna let it grow out and I was gonna let one of my daughters braid it. And I was like, now nah, I'm not gonna do that. But, and anyway, do you you color it in the middle? I highlight it. Oh, you highlight it? Yeah, highlight. Because you guys it, highlight, you yes, highlight your hair. Yes, but, but wait, so do you have oh, no, do you put foil there? No, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting foil on my face. But what I do? So, so I do every probably every two months. But I let it grow. Do you ever do an IG live video so people can see when you're doing that? No, oh, that that, I, no. that would that would get funny. a lot of hits. That's too funny. Not, that would get a lot of hits. Because interesting, <laughs> but it's interesting. I don't care about hits. So what? You just go like this and draw. Right here, let it sit for like thirty seconds. And, wash it out. and then wash it out. But why? But if I, but even if I, why don't you just do all I, black? Or even if I didn't, it's going to come in like this. He wants it distinguished. It's going to come in darker in the middle and right. lighter over here. Right. Do you feel like it makes you look wiser? No, because it's, like, it's like my hair. <laughs> like on the side of my head, I got, I got like, I got more gray over here. Oh wait, room. that's oh I see. Oh nice. Okay. I gotta be honest though, you don't age. You know, you really look really don't. good. You got good I mean, jeans. We I my I go knees back. don't feel good. So, so Rod. <laughs> Thanks so Rod. much, Roddy. Right now you're busy yeah, right, and we'll see you later. And, and it's okay if you were late. It's fine. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Welcome back to the Weekly Pass in Las Vegas Super Bowl. We've got one of our good friends, longtime friend who's a good human. He just on and off the field. He knows how to get it done. Work done. Work, how are you, babe? I'm good. I'm good. How you been? We're good. We're so happy to have you here. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. You know, the biggest thing I want to talk about is because I just love what you have done so far at the foundation. I mean, the, the homes you've given away. I mean, every year, it's like it gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. And Talk about, first of all, your mother, how it's an honor of your mother, and take it from there. You know, so, you know, now we've been programming for 26 years. We've had 221 single-parent families, and then uh, that's also six single fathers that we've been able to help us 20, uh, 26 years. But this all started because my mom, who was a Baton Rouge City police officer, was shot and killed in line of duty, and being the oldest of six, my mom only made $36,000 uh, 
our conversations were really about the things that she wanted for us as kids. And I pretty much took, you know, my mom's dream after being challenged by Coach Dungeon my rookie year to, you know, just try to help people, help other kids not go through what I went through coming up. And, you know, we've been, we started a program and, you know, 26 years later in 16 states, 30. 16 states now. 16 states, 30 cities, 30 markets. And we just really want to continue to just grow the impact and, and help more people. And we, you know, we have wraparound support services now as well, like financial literacy, uh, Betty's Hope. Um, it's a mental health program. So I have Count on Your Futures financial literacy program. And we have overall overall health and wellness program that's called Scope, where we buy metrics, you know, frugal chef helping families cook quick and healthy meals, growing their vegetables wow. in their backyard. So, so many more initiatives than I even thought. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been much more holistic all around, just really trying to support the family all around. And when I tell people when we do the financial literacy, Count on Your Future, it's like it's all about needs versus wants. Yeah. So we can educate family and get them to really think about budgeting, you know, get the things that you need to live a good life and not, you know, you, if you want some things, you got to plan and save up for it. Put yourself in a position to get there first. So, you know, right. it's, it's all about transition, but I'm holding individuals accountable. We don't give anything, but we're kind of your future. We tell a family if. You invest up to five hundred dollars, we will match up the five hundred dollars to start a savings account. So we really try to help families get started to thinking about long term planning, not just today, but the next thirty, you know, twenty, thirty years of their lives so they can create some stability and long term success for their families. Fantastic. Can you share uh, one of your most rewarding stories. That's what I was wondering too, yeah. There's probably, there's probably so many. <laughs> well, it's it, one that sticks out, right? Well, I, it's it's always good when you you see a, a recipient sell or, sell their home, purchase another home, and it's, you, you know now what they've done is put themselves in a position to be much more stable, and they're growing their wealth. But at the same time, it trickles down to the kids. I have a recipient who sold a home, bought another home. Her son bought his first home, right? That's impactful. And that's learning from the, you know, his example, his mother said, really, you know, the things you instill after a while of um, just watching a parent, or, you know, watching a parent do something, you learn some things and, you know, try to, sometimes we try to mimic what we see. And th this is just a great example. And I have a lot of other examples of kids being able to, you know, now, you know, have the confidence doing performing better in school, you know, actually going to college and wanting to become something other than what they see around them. So it's it's uh, it's positive. Where do you want to see the foundation go? What else would you like to add to it? Oh, obviously, I'm visionary, a big picture. We want to grow. We want to continue to grow the impact. But we want to get more partnerships, more people involved so that, you know, we can touch more families. I mean, you can't do things on your own. It takes a village. It takes a community. So we all need to come together. But I want to be able to just provide some stability so that everyone talks about generational wealth. Right. To get to that point, it takes 
generations to really build generational wealth. So we have to start somewhere and, you know, we can start with home ownership, but now also educating them because on things they don't know if they need help with credit and, you know, if they want to improve on the job site and so forth that I, I want to be able to help them. And, yeah. you know, so I got to the point where I started another entity called WD Communities, where now we build housing, not just for single parents, but just for families, period. Oh. And we work with workforce and underserved communities. So I believe we need to make sure people are in a mixed economic community so they have a better balance of life and you know, just give them opportunity to prosper. And I try to I want all those families to go through all the support services that we provide for them at the charity. I want them to participate and let's build healthier minds, healthier bodies. So we have a healthier community overall. And you talk about splitting carries, you know, the fullback position is not very apparent anymore. They're like, where's the fullback position? But you had yeah. Mike Allstar, right? Yeah, You're Mike in good Allstar. hands with Allstar. And now you look at Juice with the 49ers yeah. and he's one of the prominent fullbacks because there's not a lot of other fullbacks. Oh, yeah. Ninth Pro Bowl in a row. Yeah. yeah. It's funny how if you look at evolution, the running back, it's all about the tailback now. It's it's not the fullback's not even around anymore. I know it's 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 sad. Those guys added so much value. Yeah. You know, for us as you know, being a lead guy going in and it just really cleaning things up, helping the, the linemen, but mm -hmm. they played an intricate part in uh, my success and really helping me go to different places. I mean, I'm using my hand to go to you know the, the hole and those things, but I had to trust the people up front and, you know, with the linemen, but definitely the fullback because they were difference makers. Right. You know, but you like would have had linemen. a lot more. Your numbers would have been a lot more inflated, right, if there was no All-Star. Well, <laughs> I, when I, I shared carries with yeah. All-Star in Tampa, but also in Atlanta with TJ. TJ, yeah, yeah. So forth. But, you know, I, I rushed for work. I'm 37 yards shy of 11,000 yeah. rushing. I got over 15,000 yards total offense. I mean, what more? I played. I, you know, I, I did the best to. Yeah. You know, the, I, I did what I could when I, when I. Absolutely, I'm just saying that there was not the me. fullback as prominent, like a, you know, it is. Yeah, you know, I, then well, it would have been totally different. Well, the game's you know, different. Yeah, the game is different in this area here. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where do we find your book? Well, I mean, you can Amazon it, whatever, Amazon but it's it, called. Yeah. It's been out since 2009. Yeah called running for my life and it just really talks about I like my that story. title yeah it just talks about my story yeah and, does it know, go the all the way back to when you're a little work well it talks about you know the tragedy with my mom yeah. and how I had to adjust things and I'm sure I can write another book now because yeah. it's been it's been so long yeah. and a lot of things have you know a lot of life lessons and mm -hmm. Those things that, you know, we always want to help each other grow and, and yeah. educate each other. So, all right. Thanks, Warren, for stopping by. We appreciate you always. Oh, no, I appreciate you guys. Good Thank to see you, my friend. Yes, we'll be back with more at Super Bowl Radio Row. Back here at Radio Row in Las Vegas, here at Tahani Jones. Thanks so much for stopping by. No, I appreciate you all having me. I feel honored to be next to two Super Bowl winners. <laughs> yes. I mean, dang, I see these rings. I need, I need one too. I mean, I have a. Uh, I guess the Super Bowl runner-up rings, but that's fine. But you all have some fancy we rings. We do. Yeah, your time will come. My time will come. I don't know. I mean, unless I own a team or go work for a team. The front office, yeah, work, coach. Know, go front office or a coach, you know, yeah. with Antonio now at Las Vegas, we might have a spot. There we go. There we go. Cool, you right? never know. I'm with Vegas, hang out for a little bit. Like <laughs> she lives here in Vegas. How you like, how huh? you like in Vegas? I like Vegas. I like the fact that I can see a mountaintop with snow rather, rather close. The only problem I have with Vegas 
is sometimes it floods. And I don't understand the water system in Vegas, you know. So if we get too much rain, then people are going to be surfing in the streets and traffic is going to be slowing down. <laughs> it's crazy. No, I mean, it's right. We're, we're in the hotel, it's dripping. Yeah. Like there's water coming through the ceiling yeah. in some places. It was flooding when we first landed. Thank yeah. you yeah, so Monday. much, yeah. right? Yeah. And you got delayed on the tarmac, didn't you? Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. See, exactly. That's, that's the only issue with Vegas. Everything else is perfect. The Super Bowl brought the rain in for whatever reason. Because usually there's a rain here. here in the desert. So, but well, and when it does, it's never a, a good thing. There's another place in actually in Dubai, the Bujar Arab, and that that hotel. Anytime it rains, the whole hotel leaks, and it's a seven-star hotel. You know, it's amazing the <laughs> dichotomy between desert and rain. But anyways, Donna, I digress. I want to get right into Michigan. You know, winning the Natty. Harbaugh, people are saying he jumped ship. Is he jumping ship, or are you? Can you call it jumping ship if you've won it all? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't call it jump ship. Okay. Um, I would say that he got what he wanted. Yeah. I wouldn't say that he jumped ship. I think there was three three things that essentially happened. Harbaugh got us the job that he wanted. The university got our national championship we deserved, you know, and Coach Moore got the head coach position. So I I, I look at it as like a win win across the board. Um, and I'm happy for everybody, you know, it's like everybody's been pulling for their thing that they've wanted over this amount of time. But is he leaving that Michigan in a bad situation? He's taking some of the coordinators. Now that's a different discussion. Okay. I don't know what contractual thing, contractual things each coach has. And if they're allowed to, obviously they can, because they did. Now I would say, uh, if I was the head coach, I don't know if I would necessarily leave the school like that, but you know, we all make our choices and, these these coaches that have been at Michigan decided to leave us the choice. Can't force them to stay there because they might have wanted the head coaching job, but they didn't get it. Right. Yeah. And so they were saying to themselves, maybe because I didn't get the head coaching job, I'm going to go with Harbaugh. Now my path through the NFL might be to another head coaching position. Mm-hmm. You know, you understand everybody wants to be at the top of the mountain. Right. And so if some way, shape or form, you can get more quickly to the top of your own personal mountain, then you're going to go. You're going to go that way. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Harbaugh for a minute. Obviously, the new role in, in um, with the Chargers. What do you anticipate those first 30, 60, 90 days? No idea. Do you see? No idea. No idea. I mean, what what type of changes what, what might he make? I mean, obviously, he's bringing in new offense, new defense coordinator. I'm not going to expect him to do anything with the quarterback position. He's going to get a whole new facility. I think it's a $250 million mm-hmm. new facility. So he's got money to spend or money to burn. And he's got cap space in order to fill, called up different people. I don't know, may, he might draft someone from Michigan. Who knows? Um, but, you know, it's, um, I always say, you know, we're living in this, uh, you know, not, we're, we're no longer living in the dial ups, you know, in the dial up world, right? Where we have time to wait Absolutely. for the computer to come online. We're on there right now, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, in today's society, everything is like right now. So, whatever he does, he's, he's got to do it quickly so that everybody sees a return on their investment. I mean, he's getting paid, I don't know, 16, 17, 18 million, million. a year. Mm-hmm. A lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. You better win. Right. <laughs> Speaking of winning, how do you think being a college coach, I mean, he's already coached in the NFL with the 49ers, but translating that, because a lot of players I spoke to under Haba at the 49ers said they didn't like 
the way he coached. He said he was too much. Uh, let them be just, a player. This player was too much. You know, it's like the savings. Exactly. How do you think that's going to translate over with the Chargers? I mean, Justin Herbert's excited for them there, but do you see that being able to translate? You know, with, it's been about you know ten plus years. How, well, how's that going to work? Well, it either works or it doesn't. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I would say, you know, because of the fact he's coming off a national championship, people are going to look at him in a different different way. They're going to apply that deference and give him a certain type of respect where he's going to be known as the guy that knows how to get it done, right? I think when he went to the 49ers, he was in sort of a unique position where people didn't know him and his style. Now it's all out there. You yeah. see how he's changed an organization, how he's changed yeah. a team. You know, and I think that also uh, some of the people that he's bringing along with him are also pretty cool. And Michigan coaches aside, which are obviously great people in, in my book, but, you know, you have my, my old coach, Marvin Lewis, that's coming along. Yeah. You know, and I think that he, he – no, no, Marvin Lewis is going to Antonio Pierce. Sorry, different. I got, I got stuck on the Raiders. I saw a Raiders jacket <laughs> go past, and I was like, oh, uh, I'm thinking about my coach. No, so – no, but he's bringing people along that are at the tone at the Chargers – and I think he's going to be fine. But we got to give him time so that he actually can build the team the way that he wants to. Right. Yeah. You know, you mentioned Antonio Pierce. I cannot My man, tell you, Antonio Pierce. <laughs> I cannot tell you this man how he has been just taking this team. He is a oh, player, coach, yeah. and he's brought so much dynamo to this franchise. Yeah. I'm, I'm, walk, I'm watching all the different Raiders jacket walk, Max walk around. Max Crosby hanging yeah. out. Yeah. And, I, and, I, right? and I apologize for getting distracted real quick. I saw <laughs> okay. the, There's I a saw, lot to be distracted saw, by here at Radio Row. Raiders Nation walk around, and my, my brain started to flip just a little bit. But I'm excited for him. I'm excited for all the different, as I was saying before, the people that he's bringing in because I think that the energy that he's going to bring to Las Vegas and the Davis family, you know, they've uh, they've had a great history, if you will, of giving people opportunities. And I think Antonio Perez is the right choice. Yeah, the, the players just love yeah. working with him. And uh, that's he, the operative it, word with not for. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and as a and as a as a coach these days, if you have that expertise and then you also have that leadership quality, you also have that engagement with the players, you know, they feel like working for a company. They'll feel like they're, they're, they're playing a, a game with their teammate. Absolutely. And that's what you need now more, more so than ever. Bonnie, Joe, and Tanya here on Radio Row in Las Vegas here with Dahani Jones. Now, Dahani, I want to talk about why you're here. Cafe Momentum. Yeah. This is the fourth year here at the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's amazing, right? So tell our listeners and viewers well, everything about it. Well, you know, you, you, we, we just talked about team aspect we talked about you know chargers we talked about you know players coach over at uh, at the raiders right team right and a lot of these uh justice involved at-risk youth that are coming out of the juvenile justice system they need their team right they need their coach and i think you know when i think about cafe momentum by the way it's over there by FanDuel and Sirius xm between 11 o'clock and and one o'clock today Okay. A lot of the youth will be walking around. You know, they found their team in Cafe Momentum. Organization started back in uh, in Dallas, Texas, and now has expanded even to be in places like Denver, if you can kind of follow it, right? It's following the different NFL mm -hmm. teams. And so Stand Together, Standing Foundation, Players Coalition, and the NFL all support 
um, all these young people that are trying to get back up on their feet, right? And they're finding a, a, a better way to move through the system, right? Another way to find their way into a system where they're able to kind of learn, right? So they go into this restaurant. It's a 12, it's a 12 week program, a 12 month program of which they also get paid. Right? And so they're learning how the restaurant industry works. You know, all of us have a uh, strategy, we all have a system, we all have certain levels of, of wire that have uh, added to our success as an individual, right? And so it's the same thing. Cap momentum allows you to become rewired, right? So you, you know, you work as a, you know, whether it be a bus boy, bus girl, bus person, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're on the line, you understand food. Keep moving up. Keep moving up, keep moving up. And the most important thing, what happens? People believe in you. Yeah. You feel empowered. You got that confidence. confidence. Your your whole mindset essentially changes. And all of a sudden, because you realize that someone believes in you, you start believing in yourself. Oh, yeah. Well, who believed in you? Speaking y'all of did. That. Both of y'all. Yeah, but growing Both up. But it's growing up. Like, I yeah. I love that uh, Cafe Momentum is offering that um, program. I come, my family owns fine dining restaurants. Hmm. I have so much respect for people Where? in the hospital. The industry. Where are these New Orleans and what? Houston. Brennan you got it. Pair up here. Restaurant. You got family discount. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Asked for that. Yep. We could talk. Like no, offline. no discounts for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I've seen workers come in, and mm-hmm. it's so interesting. Some of those that come into the workforce mm-hmm. and the mindset nowadays. Mm-hmm. So it's great that you're starting this generation at such a young age and taking the appropriate steps, moving up and, and getting them to believe in themselves. Yep. We want, we want, we don't want these kids to go back to where they were before. You know, the recidivism rates are very, very low. We don't want these kids to go back into the system. We want them to find a better path and a, and a better journey in life and be able to contribute. Yeah, it's for me, the whole philanthropic side of mm-hmm. football is just as important, if not more, right? Mm-hmm. When, when you're an athlete and it's post football, what are you doing to make a difference? Yeah, it is. You're making a difference, paying it so forward. Thank you for that. No, thank and you. downtown boxing gym, I box. I know, I, I, but I actually have One, a nice, and I, and I got a nice jab. Got yeah, nice I've, jab. I've got a nice jab. Oh, you should yeah, see my jab, jab my uppercut, yeah. my combination. I got quick feet, quick hands. So they are, they are your friends here. Like what, what are they, how are they involved in the charity? So, so it's different, right? So Stand Together works with many different nonprofits and always trying to solve some of the country's biggest challenges. Cafe Momentum being one of them, Downtown Boxing Gym being another one that's based in Detroit and Kylie Sweeney, um, who's an amazing player, is the one that's essentially leading that. Okay. And that organization works with young people that come in after school. And when they come in after school, you know, they try to find different ways um, to kind of refine their skills and, and be able to kind of find things that allow them to believe in themselves. Yeah. Just like momentum. I'll be a completely different, um, completely different worlds. But but both of them being incredibly successful, being incredibly mindful. As I mentioned before, Cafe Momentum, you know, the recidivism rates are incredibly low. With Downtown Boxing Gym, all these kids graduate, right? So it's all about meeting people where they are, mm-hmm. no matter what you've been through, giving you that chance so that you can ultimately believe in yourself. Fantastic. Do you box? Of course. Oh, okay. I gotta Car- watch out for that ring. That might hurt if you hit me in the face. <laughs> Carl Weathers, he just passed away oh, and that made yeah. me really sad. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Well, Dahani, thank you so much. Thank you. Always thank enjoyable you. to see hey. you here on the row. Are they online now or no? Yeah. Oh. Say hi. <laughs> on that side, camera one and camera We're in the same two. place. All right. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you for you. all you're doing Thanks to give so back and I uh, so appreciate much. it.